This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Good morning. This is Pastor Callie Hargraves with Warrior Watch. I'm so excited about what Jesus is doing. I'm looking forward to 2017. I've have such an amazing expectation in my heart about the body of Christ, about women across America, about men across America that are called to the purpose and the plans of God. Uh, I'm so excited to be a part of um, BPN Radio. I enjoy doing these Warrior Watch programs. I enjoy having amazing people on. And today I have uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world, Jenny Donnelly, on with me. And uh, Jenny is Jenny's a lot of things. She's a pastor. She's a, an amazing wife and mother. She's a businesswoman. Um, she's she's a motivator. Uh, she's a friend to many. But the thing that I love about Jenny the very most is she is a passionate lover of Jesus and a passionate lover and believer in God's people. And I, I believe God is raising up people across this nation and across the world that have one mandate, and that is to serve Jesus with all of our hearts and to love people and to speak life into people. And so I'm going to interview her. We're going to talk today about the new movement called Her Voice Movement. And I, I've, I don't think I've been excited over anything as much in my life as watching this sort of take place. Um, Jenny, can you talk to me about how this was birthed in you and and just kind of give us the background of how this came to pass? Sure. Well, it, it's interesting because I feel like this is this is something that's already been happening for a while. And even through the people who are listening to this right now. And the picture that I see in my mind is a whole bunch of um little rivers. Yeah. And, and I've just noticed, you know, people from different, you know, parts and spaces of, of the United States, you know, getting together and getting women together and praying and we're all kind of doing our thing. But I really feel and sense that the rivers were converging yes, and coming into one giant, enormous, powerful moving, rushing river. And I feel like it's just a unity of what's already happening. So I, you know, Callie, I personally didn't start anything. I mean, I've been, you know, my own little river, you know, doing my own thing over here, just whatever the Holy Spirit wanted me to do. And it's been great and lives are changing, but it's just, it's not just me. It's happening all over. But I believe that this, this is the time and I sense it so strongly that, that we're all coming together and kind of looking up and going, yes. oh, you too, you too, right. you too. Right. And so that's really what this is. But um, yeah, and I, I can tell you kind of how it came to be and how we... Well, here's the thing. I, I know what you're saying. It's not like you decided one day, I want to start something that's a, a movement of women. And it was more about you being obedient to Christ and the little things. And we're going to talk more about that as we get as we go forward. 
And that obedience growing into something that he is birthing is really the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it started, you know, it, it all kind of got spurred on this last summer, 2016, around June. I had a dream. It was really prophetic. And, you know, some dreams are just a whole bunch of stuff your brain's trying to get rid of, you know, like wow. you don't need this, you don't need this. So it's dreams that don't make sense, you know, but this was one that was just solid, clear, crisp from start to finish. And those dreams like that, I just know are real prophetic dreams. And so, um, it was real simple. Um, Lisa Bevere, who's, uh, an amazing woman, many of you know her, um, she was coming to Portland and visiting and she was going to, um, preach and minister to women. And she said, um, basically, you know, who are we talking to? And I said, I, I have a gigantic group of women who love Jesus and that's who you're going to talk to. And we walked into a commercial building and it was a large, large number of women. And in my dream, it was the first week of December, um, the very beginning of December. So it was very prominent in the dream for the timing of it. And so I had that in June and, um, I was actually told Lisa about it cause her and I were in the same um, place at the same time in July. And I just said, you know, I'm just thinking, just thinking, you know, and I, but I had this sense it wasn't this December in that she would be in Portland. So I was just trying to figure this out and praying through it. And then we just decided, you know what, December, 2017, which if anybody knows me, I am pretty futuristic, but I usually don't plan things that far in advance. Right. I can see something, but I usually don't put it in, in pen on a, on a calendar. Right. That's very different for me. But we decided to do it. So December um, 7th, 8th, and 9th in Portland, Oregon for December uh, 2017. I thought, okay, that's awesome. Great. Good. Thank you, Lord. That's awesome. You know, And that was that. And then I just, I just kept thinking, God, I wonder what else he's doing with this. Because it's not an event, it's not a conference, it's a, it's a gathering of women around the United States, kind of converging of rivers, and it just dropped in my spirit one day, and it was this, and the, and the Holy Spirit impressed on my heart, He said, it does start this December, Jenny, 2016, it starts now. Wow. And, and all of a sudden I saw that He was awakening us, like full, full, full awake, like full alert, and we were all on December 7th of this year, it would be the beginning of one year of expedited growth. And we would meet together as a celebration in 2017 on December 7th. And so I saw these bookends. I saw December 7th, 2016, a bookend, and then the other bookend, December 7th, 2017. And I realized that, um, that God was going to, um, we weren't going to sit around and wait for 2017 December would happen to get together. He was going to activate us now together. Yes, yes. And so it does start now. Yes. And, um, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what does that look like God? And so I, I don't know how to necessarily get everybody together, especially people I don't know. I don't know everybody involved in this, of right. course. And it was like, well, Facebook, you know, that's a pretty, you know, accessible, well-known way for people to get together. So we got that Facebook group, excuse me, face group book together. That was a mouthful. Um, and (laughs) the name of that, the name of that group is her voice movement. Um, because it's just really tough for me to call it a conference or an event because it's not a, it's not a moment. And, And Callie, I have to say this because this dropped in my spirit last week. So strong. Some things are hinted at me by the Holy spirit and some things are like, boom. And this was one of them. This was one of them. And he said, we are going from moments 
to movement. Yes. And I, it, it touched me so, so deeply because what I saw, it became really clear to me. Okay. I get it because, you know, we're in our prayer closets. We're, you know, praying in the car, we're praying in the shower, we're doing Bible studies with each other, we're doing Sunday services at our, our local churches, and, and these are these are necessary and wonderful and the will of God. But God told me that these are all um, very, very special moments with Him. But what He was really excited about was we were going to be women who take our moments and walk our moment out of that space and take our moment with us into the world. Absolutely. I'm taking my moment to the gym. Absolutely. You know, and I've been, you know, talking to one of the trainers at my gym and I'm like, "Hey, listen, you know, I was telling about the grace of God the other day. You know, I was telling about the blood of Jesus. I was telling about the about how we can't earn our way to heaven. It was so exciting because we're taking our moment, our moment, our special intimate moment with the Holy Spirit and the revelation that we're getting. Right. And we're taking that food out and saying, Hey, do you want to taste some of this? And so it's, it's become a movement instead of, instead of puddles of water that we get to sit in and little hot tubs, you know, that we get to get in and get in church service and that God says, no, I want to make a rushing river, something that's so strong and powerful that it just active. Exactly. So that's kind of, that's what's happening. And there are some things on this Facebook page that we're we're activating as far as strategically to, you know, say, okay, what can we do right now to get active and get in the river and get in the flow? You know what I love about this? It's, of course, we've been talking about it at the church as well. And we talked about it some Sunday and I had one of our elders, amazing woman of God, Linda, you know her. And she talked about going into a, a department, God telling her she was going to go to a certain department store or certain mall. And the Lord said, no, I want you to go way over here. And she thought, this is so illogical. But she went where the Lord told her to go. And she walked, as she was walking past the guy with the bell, the Holy Spirit spoke to her to give him some money. And she began to minister to the man with the bell, the Salvation Army bell. And she went into the mall, couldn't even find what she went. But she had such an encounter with that man. And such a life-changing encounter that she's going back and taking that man a meal mm. here. That, but it was a life-changing movement. And so mm. that really touched me. It was like she's literally she's showing, giving an example in the church on how to walk this out. So, you know, we have all of us have our different spheres of influence, our different places we go. I went into Kroger Sunday night. And I set up, get to the cashier, and... The cashier and the sacker, who are both young people, are talking about the Lord. And the cashier is absolutely a Christian. And the sacker, it was raised in a, in, with a, you know, a certain background, but was not a Christian. He was agnostic, and he was, they were talking back and forth. And I thought, what a setup. I'm sitting here mm. listening to this, and I'm smiling ear to ear. And so I, I'm thinking, dude, you don't have a clue. You, you don't have a chance. <laughs> and so she get, I ended up getting an extra $10 from her because I wanted to tip money. And I said, can you help me take my bags to the car? And he said, yes, ma'am. And I said, I'm so, thank you so much. So we're walking as we walked <laughs> out of the Kroger. I looked at him and said, so you're not, you're not sure about Jesus, huh? And he just smiled real big, and he goes, no, ma'am. I said, well, I've come to tell you that Jesus loves you. He's alive and well. He's got a plan for you. And I began to just prophesy to him. And, he, and I said, 
can I pray for you? He went, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I said, it's not going to hurt you, dude. It's not going to hurt you. Anyway, I gave him a couple of different faith-building testimonies. By the time we got to my car, he, he loaded my car. I gave him the $10, and I said, can I pray for you? I look up, and he's got tears running down his face, and mm. I lay hands on him, and I pray for him, and I pray the blessing of God, and I pray wisdom, and I, and I just declare that he's gonna, God's revealing himself to him. And I got in the car, and I realized this is what movement looks like. That's right. It, it's That's not, right. It, it's, it's every, God has an appointment for us every day of our life, Jenny. He's got some sort of appointment for us to take that moment with God and to move in and take back what the enemy has stolen mm-hmm. because we and, are his army. Yeah. yeah. And we have to get it out of our minds that this is about getting people to church. Right. Right. We have to get that out of our minds. And, and sure, we all know, hey, if you get to church, the Spirit of God's going to hit you. But guess what? I'm Jesus with skin on. Absolutely. We are the church. Have, we are the church. And, um, you know, if everyone can see the church right now, the church that you go to, and just see you taking your moment with Him and letting those walls fall down. Those walls fall down in the church and go, oh, that's right. The church isn't the walls. It's me. Right. It's me. I'm, I'm going to go out there and do that. But here's the, here's the thing. And I really felt this last week very strongly is that we really need to pray um, for the fear of the Lord and against the fear of man. Yes. Because we get intimidated by people, um, especially certain types of personalities. And, and some people, I mean, I can't imagine how many opportunities I've personally missed because I was too concerned about maybe what somebody thought of me. Sure. Sure. You know, so this is something we have to shake off and move, move through and do it quick. Yeah. I had another opportunity. I was invited to a, and this gives an example of, of witnessing or ministering to somebody that maybe you would be intimidated to. Um, I was invited to a party and I felt that I should go. And, uh, I'm sitting down with the largest, one of the largest, the heads of one of the largest law firms in the country and his wife. And my friend is sitting there and we're talking and somebody mentioned that, you know, Rachel's my daughter. And so they started, you know, people, that's a real interest of a lot of people. You know, people are are infatuated with anything that's anywhere near fame. And so they started asking me all these questions and I thought, Jesus is setting me up. Jesus is setting Mm -hmm. me up. And so this is a setup. <laughs> so I, we just, I just let that, I let that conversation roll, you know. And then all of a sudden, they asked me another question about Rachel. And the Lord said, tell them about Rachel. Tell them about the redeeming mm-hmm. grace that I gave you through Rachel. Mm. Tell them about getting pregnant out of wedlock. Tell the whole thing right here at this table full of lawyers. I love it. And, you know, I'm not a person that gets intimidated really easily, but that was a little much. I'm like, I'm going to lay down all my pride in front of everybody. Here now, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm Raylin's mother. This is kind of cool. Now it's not going to be cool at all. (laughs) (laughs) 
did. The Lord said, I'm telling you to do it. But I begin- doesn't, everyone, doesn't everyone love a good story? Yes. So I begin to tell this story. And the man is Catholic and she is Baptist. And I see tear roll out of his eyes. And, he, and I said, you know, I told him the whole redemptive story. I said, I can't leave this table without telling y'all what Jesus did with, for me with my girl. And when I began to tell that story, the Spirit of God came in that room full of people that we don't always think need Jesus, Jenny. Right. But they need, you know, both of them affiliated with church, but neither one of them probably really in that committed stage that they need to be in. And a whole slew of other people listening. So the point is, God, you're right. He wants us to go to, he, he wants us to quit fear in man, but to have a healthy fear of him. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is kind of a, a silly example, but this is something I was thinking about. So if any of you have kids under 18, you've seen this bottle flipping thing. Like my kids are flipping bottles left and right and it's all over the schools and it's a water bottle, you know, half full or whatever. And they flip it to see if it can land straight up, you know, on, on the, uh, straight up and down. They flip it in a circle and it lands, you know, they're trying to land it. Right. And it's all over the place. Everywhere. Every, I mean, it's not just my town. It's your town. It's everywhere. And this thing spreads so fast. I mean, it went like, I don't even know if it was a couple weeks or whatever, but I was thinking about it going, if bottle flipping can spread that fast, the gospel should be spreading that fast. Yes. But, but it hit me, Callie. You know what? Um, number one, it doesn't cost you anything to tell some, your, your friend that, Hey, try to, you know, flip this bottle upside down. But this, this is the main thing I think we need and, and I need, and we all need a greater revelation of what the blood of Jesus has done for us and yeah. the price that it paid and the, and the redemption of the blood of Jesus, because that is the good news. Yes, it is. The good news. And, and if I have good news, I usually share it. And so there has to be a revelation in me that, make, you know, like the woman at the well, you know, she went to the well to get, you know, went out, way out of her way to get water. And it says right there in the word that when she encountered Jesus and he knew her, he knew her, he knew her, he knew everything about her. And when she encounters being known, being known by the father, that intimate moment, it says that she left her water pot. She completely got distracted Absolutely. because she was so consumed With what by Jesus. being known. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so she ran off and said, I met a man who knew everything about me. <laughs> and, and no one told her to go evangelize. No one said, take a, you know, 101, 201, 301, 401 <laughs> class. And eventually right. you'll be a good enough Christian to tell people about him. No, Dick's the being known and being, you know, experiencing that love. Right. And that redemption from him caused her to just, you know, blab. So that that's the revelation that God's Yeah, the life-changing moment of Jesus. And that's the thing. We have that initial life-changing moment, and then we grow with additional life-changing moments. And we take those moments into the world, and we change our world with the testimony of those moments. Yeah, her moment at the well turned into a movement. Absolutely. And, and saved evangelist. a whole city. Yes. Mm-hmm. Saved a whole city. Now... Granted, this was not, this was, this woman saved the whole city and she was the harlot of the city. She was the, Mm -hmm. she was the not so, 
you know, the looked down upon, the one that didn't have the best reputation. But when Jesus got a hold of her, it was so apparent the transform transformation that happened that the whole city was changed. And that's what happens when we go out and we, these 3,000 women, maybe 4,000 next week, maybe 50,000 in a year, I don't know. But we make a decision for one year, we're going to go auto bond. We're going to obey Jesus. We're going we're gonna to have those moments, take them out and move with the Holy Ghost in our daily life, and we're going to transform our world. Jesus is going to transform my world through me. Mm-hmm. That's right. Through me. And that's exciting. That's life-changing. And, and you know what? There is some risk. Mm-hmm. There's some risk that you're going to, uh, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. Your pride, you're going to lay down your pride. You're going to have to lay down your fear. You're going to have mm-hmm. to lay down your desire for just, I'm going to have to lay down my desire for just doing what Callie wants to do. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, make sacrifices that I, I didn't make last year, this year. I'm going to have to be willing to obey Christ in those little secret things that he whispers, hey, I really want you to do this and quit this. It's going to cost us something, Jenny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to cost yeah, us something. Yeah, and, and, and the, the price seems, it, it kind of gets amplified when we're in fear. So let's say, you know, just a simple cost is one of the things that we're doing as a, as a group as we're reading the Bible, you know, front front to back. So that'll that'll cost me something. It's going to cost me some sleep. Time, right? Because with five, yeah, with with five kids, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to wake up early. You know, I um I like to do a workout class at six fifteen a.m. And this morning, I kind of woke up just not by I mean, way before my alarm at like four fifteen, thinking, man, I got to get back to sleep. You know, and and you start fearing, what if I'm tired today? What if you know? What if I'm getting enough sleep? And then you go, you know what? Just slap, snap out of it, Jenny. Just do it. I, I felt God just waking me up and just, just surrender. Just go with it. Mm-hmm. And I got up. I, I read. I feel refreshed. I got a lot done. And and if we live out of a place of fear, like fear of being tired, fear of um, our schedule being messed up, fear of man, fear of what people think of me, fear, 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 then the cost seems huge when it's Okay. Not that big of a deal. No, it's not that big of a deal. That's exactly now, well, right. Even even the, what we consider a big deal, when you get when you receive the reward, it really falls back into the not that big of a deal. Exactly. You know. Now there are people that have, you know, we've got historians and, and martyrs and that that made huge sacrifices mm. for the gospel. We've got people in foreign fields that are losing children and losing lives to preach the gospel. And and that's that's what I would that would probably fall more in a bigger deal. But even that, yeah. even those huge sacrifices, Jenny, that people make that we say, oh my God, how do they do it? When you look at the at the benefits, when you look at what what happens when we surrender to Jesus, it really falls into it's nothing compared to the cross. We're going to take a few minutes and we're going to have a song by United Pursuit uh, called Let It Happen and then we'll be right back with Jenny. Thanks. Full of life, Lord, and full of passion That's how we made you Just let it happen You're full of life And full of passion 
Speakers like children I'm so excited to have uh, Jenny Donnelly with me today, and we're talking about her voice movement and what God is doing with women across the nation, drawing us into a place of real intimacy with the Lord and helping us cultivate the Holy Spirit voice inside of us and becoming what God has called us to be. Uh, Jenny, I really feel prophetically that this year is going to be a year of great, great joy and advancement for her voice movement. I mean, it's going to blow your mind in in so many ways and and the women, uh, all of us that are involved in it, it's going to be something that we, uh, we're going to write it down in our journals as just a real God movement and a real God moments in our lives. And I'm so, so excited about that. But you had talked about uh, having a dream where you had uh, you dreamed you had a, a strawberry in your brain, and I'd like for you to tell. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but it's it's so God. It's so it's so in tune with what the Lord's doing. So will you tell that again? And then I want to give some scripture that the Lord uh, really woke me up to this morning. Yeah, this was a little over a week ago, and I was in my dream. I was at the doctor's, and they're doing a brain scan, and there was a slice of a strawberry in my head. And it even had the stem taken off of it. So it'd be like a bite, you know? And they were all concerned, like, hmm, how'd that get there? And I was like, well, I guess I was telling them, I guess I ate it. I guess I ate the strawberry and my digestive tract sucked it up to my brain. Okay, that's what I was telling the doctors. I don't know why my body did that. You know, so I wake up and I'm like, okay, that was weird, weird, weird. And then um, a couple days later, I'm like, okay, it was weird, but I think it means something. And then, you know, the more I just sat on it and, you know, thought about it and talked to the Lord about it, it was like, okay, I get it. It's fruit from a new level of thinking. And that's what you want to do with me this year. That's what you with these women this year. And I'm sure everybody knows this, but let's just say it just in case we need to remind it or you don't know this. But your life will move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. Absolutely. Not the thoughts that you want, that you occasionally have, but your most dominant thoughts. So if my dominant thought is, man, we just can't get ahead. We're just always behind on our bills. I just, you know, but 
But every once in a while you have a thought that's like, well, God, help us out. You know, that you're going to, your life is going to move in the direction of your most dominant thought because I mean, the word says it as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And we have, we have these things called thoughts, which are our powerhouse. Our thoughts are our powerhouse. That, that's the rudder on the boat mm-hmm. and, it, and it moves it, you know, in a certain direction. And so <clears throat> our thoughts change the course of our life. And we want to maybe say, Hey God, what, you know, can you turn change the course of our life? And he says, yes, I'll do that through your thoughts and through new thinking and higher levels of thinking. So the strawberry in the brain is the fruit, you know, and the Bible talks a lot about fruit, talks a lot about, um, that's like evidence of it's evidence of change. It's evidence of something good that God is doing is fruit and people can even see it. So, um, the digestive part of this dream was digesting the word. It was getting the word inside of us, digesting it. And it gets sucked up into our brain where we have new and better thoughts. And our life right now, your life, my life, is um, where we're at right now is a result of our best thinking. What we have right now in every area of our life, my marriage is a result of my best thinking about marriage and my husband and myself and our relationship. So if I want to, if I want to upgrade my marriage, I have to upgrade my thoughts in marriage. Because that's, that's how you upgrade any area of your life is by upgrading your thoughts through, but how do you upgrade your thought? You just can't sit around and, and mull your thoughts over. That's like rearranging a junk drawer. It just looks like junk still. So you have to impart new, it's new. You have to get something new in your gut and eat it and come up. And that's why when the Lord said, we're going to read the Bible all the way through, I thought, aha, I'm getting an upgrade in my thoughts this year because I have got to get more word in me to digest in order for my thoughts to change. And what happens is when we change the way we think to align with God, then our outward living, moving, being, production becomes fruitful in the way that's pleasing to God. Not fruitful necessarily by our standards, and it will be, you, you will see fruit in, in every area of your life, but a real fruit, real fruit, fruitful living. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible talks about um, the wealth and getting wealth through mammon and then getting wealth through surrender to God. So mm-hmm. there's, 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 fr- we're going to get fruit. Here's the thing about fruit you're going to get fruit no matter what you do, it's whether you get righteous, peaceable fruit or not. Mm. And when, when we do what you're talking about with the word, you know, daily digesting the word, getting it into our thought life and brain and so that we think right, then what happens is the fruit and the byproduct of that is peaceable, good fruit. But when we don't, we get fruit, but it ain't peaceable and it ain't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't taste well, th- good. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting. Um, after I shared that dream on our Facebook group page, um, a good friend of mine, she texted me and she said, Hey, I got to tell you this. Now she has many different businesses, but one of them is, um, she's a, she has a hazelnut farm Okay. and a, and she has a huge crop this year of hazelnuts. That's one of the things that they harvest and sells hazelnuts. And she said when they first wanted to begin this harvest, you know, begin this business, um, apparently how you start this up is you take strawberries, strawberry seeds, and you 
um, they ignite the growth of the hazelnuts. Wow. And now the farm is this huge amount of hazelnuts and the strawberries are long gone. But the strawberries, somebody figured it out that strawberries ignite the growth of hazelnuts and that's the crop. That's the harvest. And so I couldn't ignore that when she texted me that because, you know, I think there's a reason it was a strawberry in my dream to ignite the harvest of yeah, she probably. Put, she put the strawberries in the ground. Yeah. And so when we put mm-hmm. when we put the word of God in our the ground of our mind, the harvest is great and mm-hmm. right and peaceable. That's amazing. Yeah. What an amazing so. truth. What an amazing truth. I want to read. Um, I got up this morning uh, really early, and I started thinking about the pa- the parable of the. Uh, uh, of basically the talents, you know, the the five, the two, and the one. And the Lord said, go and read that parable because I want you and Jenny to talk about that. And I pulled up the voices um, translation, and it says, uh, this is Matthew 25, starting at 14, and we're going to go through 30. And it says, this is how it will be. It will be like a landowner who's going on a trip. He instructed his slaves about caring for his property. He gave five talents to one slave, two to the next, and then one to the last slave, each according to his ability. I like that. I think that's important. Underline underline that. That's important. Then the man left. Promptly the man who had been given five talents went out and bartered and sold and turned his five talents into ten. And the one who had received two talents went to the market, turned his into two turned his two into four. And the slave who had received just one talent, he dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money there. Evidently, the master came back from his travels, found the slaves, and settled up with them. The slave who had been given five talents came forward and told his master how he had turned five into ten. Then he handed the whole lot over to his master. The master said, Excellent. You've proved yourself not only to be clever but loyal. You've executed a rather small task masterfully. So now I'm going to put you in charge of something larger. But before you go back to work, come join my great feast and celebration. Then the slave who had given two talents came forward and told his master how he had turned two into four, and he handed all four talents to his master. The master said, excellent, you've proved yourself not only to be clever but loyal. You've executed a rather small task masterfully. So now I'm going to put you in charge of something larger. But before you go back to work, come join my great feast and celebration. Finally, the man who had been given one talent came forward. I know you're a hard man. Difficult in every way. You can make a, a healthy sum when others fail. In other words, you have an anointing to make money. You profit when others are doing the work. You grow riches on the backs of others. You've understood. Now, I think this is important. You can read this in several different translations. You understand how to, one translation says, you reap where you have not sown and you have houses where you did not build. And what did Jesus said? He said, I want to bless you where you can reap where you've not sown and have houses that you, the Lord wanted us to have that kind of ability for multiplication because it's in more than one part of the Bible. He said, but I was afraid because I'm afraid of you. 
And I dug a hole and hid the talent in the ground. Here it is. You can have it. The master hmm. said, you, listen to this. The master said, you are a pathetic excuse for a servant. You have disproved my trust in you and squandered my generosity. You know I always make a profit. You could have at least put the talent in the bank. Then I could have earned a little interest on it. Take the one talent away and give it to the servant who doubled my money from five to ten. I like what he said here. You squandered my generosity. He, he was so fearful of not doing what he could do. Whatever to, uh, you know, All he asked him to do was go and double the one talent which would have been a pretty simple task. But he was so fearful that he just did nothing. He just did nothing. And, and he said, you squandered my generosity. And I, it really settled in on my heart that every one of us, every one of us, all 3,000 women that signed up for Her Voice Movement, all the women in our churches and our spheres of influence and work and different things that we're involved in, all the men, we all have been given talents. We've all been given abilities from God. He did not judge them on their abilities. He had judged them on their, their decision to go do something with their abilities. And he said, when you do it, I'm going to give you more responsibility and you, you make this fruitful and I'll give you more fruit. And uh, when we go, when we boil this all down, when we allow Jesus to make us fruitful in our spirit, in our mind, when we allow the Word of God to become a part of us, when we turn our mo- moments into movements, we go out and we do the gospel, we preach the gospel, we live the gospel, we eat the gospel, and then we go and fearlessly take the talents that God has given us and allow God to bring forth the increase. All he asks us to do is just go and do it. He'll bring forth the increase. It's so, so beautiful, and it's not hard, Jenny. Mm-mm. No, it's not. That's why I like that song that was just played, Let It Happen. It means a lot to me. I think it's really profound for this message because sometimes what we do is, you know, we live in a Western culture that's, you know, we don't say let it happen, we say make it happen. And so sometimes we operate out of a place of performance where we think we're actually supposed to do something that we don't have the talent to do, but we're supposed to just like grab talent from out there somewhere, you know, and make something happen. Well, when you're, the lyrics of that song is, it's how he made you, just let it happen. Let it happen. And if we were authentic and just restful and stood in an audience of one and didn't care what other people thought or didn't even care what we think. We just walk in who we already are, the talents that we already have. See, talent, the thing about a talent, it it's actually what's easy for you. Yes, absolutely. And so we fight ourselves. Yeah, it's a gifting. We fight ourselves. And so you have to sit down and ask the Holy Spirit, what giftings have you given me that I've even, I've even taken for granted Yes. because it's so easy for me and I'm trying to maybe be somebody else or I'm trying to grab a, 
the talent out there or whatever, like, what do you need me to do? Just, I'll just stop fighting you and I'm just going to surrender and walk in it. Yes. I'm just going to let this happen. I'm just going to, you know, walk through the door. Sometimes, you know, as Christians, we get really functified on, well, I don't know if God wants me to do this and I'm just praying about this. And okay. It's the, it's the gospel. It's the, you don't need to pray about sharing <laughs> the love of Jesus with somebody. No. Cause that's actually what the Bible says to do. A lot of things that we say that we need to pray about is really just to camouflage our own fear. That's 90% of the time. And stall. Yes. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's not hard to walk in who you are, your, your own creative being. You know what I'm saying? It's like, now if you ask me to go play basketball, that's hard for me. Cause I, you know, I shoot the ball one way and I don't know how it went the other direction. Yeah. You know, cause that's not what I'm gifted at. But there's some things that are not far hard for me at all, and that's all God's asked me to do. Now, here's what's interesting about the the parable of the talents is he says, you know, well done, my um, good and faithful servant. Well, good is obedient. Faithful is the multiplied part. Faithful yeah. means faithful means you you multiplied. Yeah, and you did what and you as were a supposed woman, to do. Yes. Yeah, as a woman, that's what we do. We're created to multiply. We, we multiplied the earth. All the other human beings on the earth got here through a woman. So we populate, we, we multiply, our mood multiplies, good or, good or bad. Everything we touch multiplies. That's, that's the, that is the gift of a woman. And so that's what God's called us to do is multiply. Yeah, we incubate life. Mm-hmm. We incubate life and then we birth it. And that's what we do with our, our words and our voice. We, mm-hmm. we keep speaking the words of the Lord we're incubating life, and then all of a sudden life births out in some area in our life. It changes. You talked about, I love what you said, what you give your most attention to, what you focus on, what your most, your yeah. most uh, what'd you say, your most uh, dominant thought. Dominant thought, I love that, is what manifests in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, our most dominant thought will also come out of our mouth dominant. Yeah, it will. Yep. And so what we speak out of our mouth is what we're incubating. But here's the thing. If we, if we allow those dominant thoughts to be Christ-filled, Christ-centered, and Christ-directed, we speak out Christ-filled, Christ-centered, Christ-directed words, then we're incubating life. And then all of a sudden that area in our life that we need God to bring transformation suddenly births the transformation. And there's mm-hmm. a there's a birthing of that. I, I uh, we you and I talked a little bit offline about when you start talking about her voice and the voice, you know, listening to your inner voice. And I think it's really important that you clarify and that we clarify that you're going to have more than one voice talking to you. <laughs> yep. But the voice that you feed is the one that you that will get the strongest. So if you're feeding yourself the Word of God, you're spending time with Jesus. You're spending time, you know, in his presence, then the voice of God and the voice of the Holy Spirit will be the dominant voice in your life. But you also have the voice of the flesh. And I think that's important that people understand that the flesh is not all bad, but there is mixture with the flesh. So the flesh can lead you wrong, but then the flesh can be good. When the flesh tells me, Callie, you need to go to the restroom, I need to listen to the flesh. I need to go to the restroom. <laughs> or Callie, you need to, you know, eat today. You haven't eaten lunch today. Or Callie, you need to get some sleep. So not everything that the flesh tells you is wrong, but there is mixture with the flesh. So you, you have to submit 
your flesh to the Holy Spirit. So it has to allow the dominant voice needs to be the Holy Spirit and you submit the fleshly voice to the Holy Spirit to try that try your flesh. But there's another voice and that's the voice of the enemy and the voice of the enemy only spews lies. So if you know, the more we know the word of God, the more we know the voice of God, the more it's very easy to detect the voice of the enemy. Can, will you weigh in on that a little bit, Jenny? Yeah. So, you know, we're body, soul, and spirit. So there's three parts to each of us, body, soul, and spirit. And if you imagine a train where one, you know, it's one, two, three, all lined up. And so to be spirit led, which the word says to be, then we have to put the spirit um, within us, the, the Holy spirit in charge in front. Right. Now, the only way the strongest one is the, the one that pulls the sled that pulls the train. So we are feeding, um, our, our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. We're feeding that on a daily basis, you know, it's just through experiencing life. We're feeding our body through food and exercise and, um, you know, or whatnot, or, or neglecting our body. That's also a way of feeding our body is neglecting it by being mad at it. That's a way of feeding, or we can feed our spirit too. So we have ways of feeding these three parts and the one that we're feeding the most, the best nutrition is the one that's going to pull forward. So it's kind of like this, Callie, like when you feed your spirit, okay, that comes through absolutely digesting the word. There's no way around. You got to get in the word. And it's through spending time with the Holy Spirit right. apart from other things. So you build up that inner man, right. the inner man, and you build it up, build it up, build it up. And then here's what happens. The soul, the mind, the will, and emotions, and the body have very wonderful and righteous and godly parts to it. And then there's like the fat, the part that's this non-nutritive parts of us, okay? But like, I'll, I'll use an example of my kids. So I have a a one-year-old right now, my fourth. And, you know, right about noon every day, she starts, you know, screaming and crying and kind of throwing fits and stuff because she needs to go take a nap. Well, when she acts up, I don't really take her that serious. I just put her down for a nap. And so, because I'm the stronger person in the house. Right. So it's not like I give all control over to her and she gets to have her way. Right. So what happens within me is if I'm feeding my spirit, that's my priority. I'm feeding my spirit. I'm, you know, making sure my body's healthy, but I'm feeding my spirit, feeding my spirit is a priority. Then when my flesh and when it throws a tantrum and you gotta, you gotta know what a tantrum sounds like. Mm -hmm. It's anything that's like, I don't think God talks would I don't think a good God would say that. I don't think a good God would say, Jenny, you're not a very good mom. You're kind of blowing it right now. I don't, I don't think God would say that. I think God would say, hey, let's try this technique right. in parenting. Let's try this. This will work better. Right. He's a very encouraging God. Yes. You know, he's, all, he's all about moving us down the field in a positive Forward. way. Right. Not, yeah. Not and so I, I've, I've learned to detect the two-year-old tantrum part of the voice. And if it sounds like a little, like a tantrum makes me feel bad, then I know that that's my flesh. But see, let's just say I get completely obsessed with only feeding my body. And I'm, I'm really obsessed about making sure I'm completely fit and, and just, you know, I'm eating perfect. Well, that's great. But if my spirit isn't getting fed, right. 
then what happens is I start becoming a person who now has idolatry, who has um, very rigid ways of seeing the world and seeing and, you know, forcing my habits on other people and start being self-righteous and looking down on others. And I mean, it can get lopsided really quick. You got to feed the spirit. If you want to live a life of peace and have the fruits of the spirit, well, the fruits of the spirit only, you only get, you don't get those through like, okay, Lord, give me peace. Amen. No, (laughs) the spirit, I wish the spirit itself is like, has to go through a workout. It has to eat the word, be with Jesus. It gets bigger, stronger. And then the fruit, the results are peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, gentleness, those things that we actually want to live our life in those things that only comes through feeding the spirit. And then, um, and then it's amazing when you feed the spirit, you will be kind to your body. And that's why we fast because sometimes we just have to just say no to our flesh so that the spirit can get in front. And that's why we fast and pray. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want you to tell everybody where they can find, uh, uh, you know, Facebook. We're going to set up an Instagram really soon, but, um, her voice movement Facebook. It's 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 that simple, right? Yep. Just go to the group and request yourself to be a member, and then we'll go ahead and add you to the group. It's her voice movement, and what you want to do is watch the video that I posted on December seventh because that's kind of our new year, you okay. know, for this. And then every Thursday, this is really neat. Every Thursday, we're going to be posting a video that'll be twelve minutes or less. And it will be one of the women across the U.S. And we'll be addressing one woman a week from a devotional book. You can get it on Kindle if you want to or the hard copy or just or just watch the Facebook post. It's really up to what you want to, you know, what you want to do here. But it's um, Women of the Bible, a de- one-year devotional. It's a blue cover. Um, I don't have the name of the author right in front of me. I'm so sorry. But if you go to the Facebook page, it's all posted there. Sure. But anyway, this week is Eve. So I'll be on Thursday talking about, you know, this powerful woman and, um, and the next week will be someone else and you'll get to see somebody across the U S every Thursday. It'll be, it'll be powerful. And then there's an app that we're using for the one year through the Bible. So it's all set up. It's set up for you to just have a track to run on. And I'm, I'm prepared for expedited growth. That's what God told me. He said, Jenny, who could you be in one year from now? I'm excited about that. Yes. Yes. And I just believe God's going to birth a revival. I believe this is one of the instruments. um, Her voice movement is one of the instruments that God is going to use to birth uh, national and international revival. And I'm very excited about it. I'm very thankful to be, uh, be able to serve in any way that I can. And I'm very thankful for you, Jenny, and your obedience. And I just declare that every woman that aligns herself with this is going to not only find her voice, her Holy Spirit voice, and that's going to be the dominant voice in her life, but is going to run this race with no fear, only fear of God. Only The only fear we're going to have is a healthy fear of the Lord. We're going to walk in a healthy fear of the Lord, but we are not going to fear man on any level. And we're going to be obedient, and we're going to see great exploits, revival, miracles, signs, wonders, consistency, healing, deliverance, everything we've prayed for. And I just thank you, Lord, that you're using this uh, ministry. I'm thankful for Jenny. I pray blessings over Jenny and Bob and their church, the collective in Portland, Oregon. I pray blessings over every leader, uh, every woman that serves in any capacity in this movement to help 
We just give you the praise and the glory, Lord. We thank you for this amazing opportunity, and we'll see you uh, next week. Hope you have a great day. For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.